As health and wellness providers, we know that better patient outcomes require a whole person, multidisciplinary approach that we just can't provide on our own. That's why I've started the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I'll be bringing you interviews with experts, tips, tricks, secrets, resources, systems, and solutions so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And creating your wellness center won't feel like starting over. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. Before we get into today's episode, let's spend a few minutes chatting about Jane. Jane is a practice management software that I use in my practice, Vancouver Wellness Studio, and I can't get enough of it. Our whole team can't get enough of it. Jane is helpful, intuitive, and beautifully designed, so it's easy to navigate and easy to get started. You'll hear me talk about Jane being an all-in-one solution, but what does that mean? It's really simple. It means Jane has everything you need to run your practice online. Jane is home to your online booking, your practitioner schedules, charts, video sessions, payment processing, reports, and more. I sometimes like to joke that Jane is like another employee here at our practice, but really Jane does so much for us and enables us to focus on what really matters, helping our clients. On top of these great features, all-in-one also means everything is included with your Jane subscription, and you'll be supported by a friendly support team. There's no hidden fees, no gimmicks, and no robot calls. Just a friendly, helpful, and intuitive software, and a team that's going to make your day a whole lot easier. You can learn more about Jane at jane.app, or if you're ready to get started, Mention the Wellness Center Creators Podcast in your sign-up notes for a one-month grace period. Welcome back, everyone, to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. Today on the show, we have Dr. Lisa Bryant. And Dr. Lisa is a naturopathic physician and our medical director here on our team at Vancouver Wellness Studio in Vancouver, Washington. Lisa is passionate about her work as a functional medicine practitioner and loves helping her patients achieve a higher level of health. Her model is fully integrative, combining the best of naturopathic and conventional medicine. Dr. Lisa offers an extensive list of services, including acute and chronic disease treatment and management, screening and functional lab work, hormone testing, and more. Welcome, Dr. Lisa. Hi. Thank you, Kendall. I'm so excited to have you today. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) So we know each other pretty well. We worked together for several years at this point, and we have a very collaborative approach to our care here at BWS. So I'd love to start with if you could just share with our listeners how you work collaboratively with other providers. Sure. I get really excited thinking about collaborative medicine and kind of our unique model that we've created at our office. So it's fun to talk about 
So typically how I work is, you know, first establishing if there's a need for collaborative care. And so a lot of our client base, they may have multiple health conditions going on um, and need kind of a multifaceted approach to achieve their health goals. So how I would assess for that is, you know, doing my history, my exam, coming up with what their treatment goals are, what health their health goals are. And then um, oftentimes we see that there's a need for maybe an interdisciplinary approach. So, you know, I may have a, a client who's really struggling with, um, in addition to maybe some mental health issues or fatigue, they may be also struggling with back pain and poor posture or something like that. And so I may refer them to our acupuncturist. And the advantage of doing that in-house is that I have the ability to really have an in-depth conversation with that other provider, you know, with the patient's permission, maybe an in-depth conversation before they even go into that treatment room. So they have a really good heads up about what we've talked about, what's made it better, what's made it worse, um, and have kind of a, a clear a clear view about where to go with that client, um, which really improves the client experience overall, and I think improves treatment outcomes as well. So, um, and then the other piece to that is that we have really regular follow-up visits with the patient or client, um, and also regular conversations with the other providers. So we can kind of see what what's working, what's not, what obstacles are coming up, and really kind of adapt and revise our treatment plan as we go. Absolutely. So I wonder if you could give an example of a patient in this case, because I think a lot of our listeners and a lot of the clients that I work with who are working towards opening wellness centers or multidisciplinary practices, they want to know how collaboration actually works and how it benefits clients because they're coming from, most of the time, they're coming from working within their own modality, right? They might have a mental health group practice and then they want to expand to other modalities. So can you give an example of a patient who has benefited from this integrative approach? Yeah, sure. There's lots to choose from. We're really lucky in that way. Another first patient that comes to mind, a patient I've been working with for about a year and a half who initially came in, um, she's in her early 30s and really struggling with kind of hormone imbalances, anxiety and depression, also some digestive issues, headaches, and also kind of a stubborn skin rash. So she had a lot of different things on her list, um, which as a naturopathic physician, we see those are all oftentimes related. She was eating a great diet. She had a good support system, but we were finding stress is very high, really struggling with some nutrient deficiencies. So through some lab testing, we found that she had some significant gut dysbiosis, right? So some imbalances in her her healthy versus bad gut flora, vitamin D deficiency, B12 deficiency, and um, really needing uh, a little bit more than just what we could provide. So what I could provide on my own. So what we ended up doing with that client while I was treating her for nutrient deficiencies and helping her with her gut imbalances, I actually had her work with our mental health therapy team and also our massage therapist and our our, uh, personal fitness trainer. And so she was able to integrate all different kinds of treatment options that really helped support her mentally and physically. And as the months have gone on, she's seen excellent improvement with actually full resolution of her digestive issues and an improvement in her mental health 
and her rash has finally resolved, which is really exciting for her. Yay! And yeah, and um, no more headaches related to her periods as we've done a lot of hormone support with her as well. So we find with these more complex clients and patients, they they really benefit from kind of all different angles and maybe looking at it from a Chinese medicine standpoint or addressing maybe a past trauma that they haven't been able to um, work through that's maybe manifesting physically as well. So she was a, a probably a good example of maybe even a typical client that we might have that benefits from a, that integrative approach. Definitely. And I think when you sort of lay it out in that way, it sounds almost rather simple, right? Like yeah. <laughs> these were the symptoms, they came in, we did these <laughs> things, they work with the team and now it's all better, right? Yeah. And I think it's important to to sit back and reflect for a minute on on the actual experience of that person day to day mm-hmm. and to think about, you know, we have a, a good majority of our patients who come to Vancouver Wellness Studio have chronic illnesses. And so when we think about what they're living day to day, you know, and all those symptoms put together, it's quite impactful. It, it takes up a lot of energy of, of every single day for them. So it's a big deal to be able to resolve these symptoms and to really get well, stay well, and have long-term changes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it does sound so simple when we lay it all out. And, re- you know, in reality, it's we've been working together on a monthly basis for a year and a half now. And so at each visit, we're reassessing, tell me on a scale of zero to 10, you know, how this symptom is doing. And we're using those symptoms to determine if we're really getting to the root cause. Are we making progress? Are we meeting those health goals that have been set out by the patient and myself collaboratively. And so we're always kind of adapting and being flexible with what are we doing? Are we going to continue with that treatment? Are we going to make an adjustment? And even starting that process can be really overwhelming for for our new patients. And they may feel hopeless or really overwhelmed when they step through our door. And we try to really bake that down into bite-sized pieces for people. So sometimes I'll even break that down into phases where, you know, phase one, we're going to tackle X, Y, Z, and then we're going to start phase two. And don't worry, I'll be here for you. (laughs) And we'll be checking in. And, you know, and I do have a lot of my patients are needing more of that support where we're, we're even checking in between visits sometimes as questions come up. So yeah, it's definitely, you know, it's, it's work on the, on the part of the patient and it's a long process, a longer journey for some, some of our patients, but I think that that collaborative approach really helps people to feel supported and with like a really clear direction. Definitely. And I think, you know, that's really one of the biggest differences between naturopathic medicine and conventional medicine or Western medicine and that integrative approach and that approach that might take some time and it's very participatory, you know, on the patient's part and the physician's part. But at the end of the day, it gets to the root of the problem and solves the problem, right, rather than a quick fix. So can you explain really what is naturopathic medicine? Because, you know, we we live and breathe this every day, but I think mm-hmm. not everyone has seen a naturopath. They don't know what that means. And then if someone does come to work with you, do they need to choose between naturopathic and primary care or conventional medicine? Mm-hmm. 
That's a great question that I get actually quite often from my new patients of like, well, can I still work with my my other provider? And of course they can, and I'll explain that a little bit further. But as naturopaths, as naturopathic physicians, we really have a lot of tools in the toolbox. So the way that we are trained is that we are trained in conventional medicine, in history taking, physical exams, lab ordering, interpretation, and even treatment. So we have a pretty wide scope of practice where we can manage medications. Um, we can refer to specialists. So luckily, we can we can have all those tools in the toolbox as well. But we have additional training in lifestyle medicine, nutrition, movement practices, herbal medicine, um, and supplements as well. And we're also trained in using some functional labs as well to kind of fill in those gaps. So that's kind of maybe some differences. We're also, a lot of us in private practice, we have the ability to spend more time with our patients. So we may ask questions that are different than with your conventional provider. So we're asking about your stress level. We're asking about your periods. We're asking about appetite, self-care. So we kind of get into some of those details as well as we're trying to get a holistic view on the body. I do a lot of teaching with my patients. So doctor as teacher is one of our tenants in naturopathic medicine, as is treating the whole person. So it's really important to me that my patients understand why we're looking at a certain treatment or maybe why I'm asking different questions they they might not be used to. So that part is really important. Um, And people don't have to choose between conventional or naturopathic medicine. Um, For a lot of my patients, I am their primary care provider and their naturopath, which is really fun. But if I have somebody who comes in where they already have a primary care provider, they have a specialist team, I love that. I really support people sticking with providers that that empower them and, and are answering their questions and helping them to achieve their goals. So that would be another situation where I would work collaboratively outside of our clinic too. So I would ideally connect with that outside provider, either through phone call or a coordination of care letter, and really make sure that we're all on the same page and respecting the, the boundaries that come with having multiple providers and really making sure we know who's, who's managing what, right? So there's not confusion. Because sometimes when you have multiple people managing one patient, we have to be really clear and making sure that things aren't interacting too. So checking for herb-drug interactions and being all on the same page with so that people are safe about that too. So people definitely don't have to choose. I uh, open and am very inviting to a collaborative approach within our VWS model, but also outside of our clinic as well. Absolutely. So you work with patients of all ages and and you you do work with children. So you do pediatrics and you've worked with my kiddos and <laughs> It's just so beautiful for the little ones to start having that experience with naturopathic care at a young age. But I'm curious what you love about family medicine. Yeah, I love a lot of different aspects. I think one thing that I really love is just getting to know the whole family and seeing people go through those developmental stages or maybe working with with a mom when she's first found she's expecting and then seeing that kiddo grow through the years and helping different family members in different ways. So people might, you know, might be helping 
dad with sleep and I might be helping mom with fatigue or digestive issues and then getting the kiddos in here to do their well child checks and doing a little nutrition teaching. And I like having that exposure really early on to what wellness means and being a maybe a, a translator in that way of, of how can we best support our bodies and answering those questions from very early on. So I also like the variety that we see in different, you know, different cases and being that support person for people. I also really welcome the opportunity to work with teens and being a person to ask questions in a really non-judgmental way. And just having that open door policy for my my kiddo patients and adults as well, but maybe where they need a little bit more support in those different developmental stages. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things that we do here at VWS and that you do in particular is working with teens and working with mental health in particular with teens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really been so beautiful to witness that integrative process between you and our mental health team and um, supporting teens through this very, very important developmental time in their life and to have have you there as that sounding board and that, like you were saying, just that non-judgmental party and really educating them about their health and that they do have choice and it's just beautiful. Mm, thanks, Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> so I've heard you talk a lot in the past about taking care of the bottom of the pyramid. What do you mean by that, if you want to share with our listeners? Yeah, so I think where these conversations sometimes stem from is that sometimes people are wanting kind of a quick fix or, you know, they want to take a pill or a supplement and kind of forget about it. And I try to remind people that we really have to take care of the bottom of the pyramid. So if you think about kind of what creates the most stability in our body and, and what do we need the most, it would be clean water, fresh air, making sure we're really hydrated, healthy food, getting good sleep, movement, and having a really good stress management practice and support system. So I find that without optimizing those parts of our health, the other treatments don't work very well, whether we're talking about naturopathic treatments or conventional treatments, even medications, you know, don't work as as well if we're not taking care of those bottom of the pyramid pieces. So those are things that I ask a lot of my, all my patients about, usually in their very first visit, or how are we addressing kind of the bottom of the pyramid to make sure that we're getting a really good foundation so these other treatments work really, really well. So yeah, does that answer your question about bottom of the pyramid? I, that might be something that I made up, but it's just how I picture it in my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it makes sense. And it's how we practice as integrative and holistic providers and collaborative providers. And I think it's something that often gets passed over. And it's important because in order to really make change, we have to make sure we do the same thing in therapy for mental health counseling, right? We have to make sure the basic needs and basic support systems are in place before we do that deeper work. So it's like you were saying earlier, with naturopathic care, we often, you often approach it in phases, because if we came in and said, you know, change these 10 things, in you know, this first week, it wouldn't be sustainable. Mm-mm. No, and I, I think it would be sustainable for any of us. And even as a, a you know, a practitioner myself, we all have to take it in 
bite-sized pieces. So I think figuring out what are those biggest obstacles to get somebody to a place where they're feeling great and they can do the things that they love, right? That's the ultimate goal. Um, I think we're, we're lucky in that way that, that our training includes this, these bottom of the pyramid pieces because um, those are where we see those more sustainable changes. And yeah, sometimes that's working our way through the list and going from two glasses of water per day to three, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> not jumping straight to the eight, right? So <laughs> it's meeting people where they're at. And I think that that's something that, that we all have to remind ourselves in these sessions is what is this person ready for and what what should be the next step? Because we might not be able to go straight from A to Z, right? So we take it in, in smaller pieces, but always addressing the bottom of the pyramid is a good place to start, especially if people have multiple health conditions going on. Absolutely. And it, you know, our goal here is always, is not that people have to keep coming here forever, right? Correct. Oh, <laughs> our, yeah. You know, our goal is that we help people find the root of what's going on, build that foundation, find the solutions, find better health so that when they go out into the world and we, they, we do have external stressors or things change in their life or things change in their body, right? They have that foundational place to come back to and those practices to come back to and that they feel confident in using them going yeah, forward. Right. And I think a lot of that is, is, I think it's really neat when we can see patients learning more about their bodies and un uncovering what those triggers may be for that individual, whether it's mental health or digestive, um, and really tune, maybe tuning into their bodies for the first time. So I think that that that's really neat. And I, I love when my patients don't need me as much anymore, even though I miss them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like when I feel like we can kind of graduate people and, um, I love when they come in and, and we kind of go down the list and it's really empowering, I think, to both of us when we see all the positive changes happening. And um, yeah, so it's it's neat to to witness that time frame. And it's it's also neat to send people on the next part of their journey as well. Absolutely. So let's talk about the business side of things a little bit. So you have had a private practice as a doctor in the past, and you've also been a, a renter, as we call it, in the wellness center world on our team at VWS in the past. And now you are an employee or, or actually the medical director at Vancouver Wellness Studios. So I'm curious if you could give some advice for someone starting their own wellness practice and sort of how those shifts and transitions have been for you. Sure. Yeah, it's been interesting to kind of reflect on the last um, almost nine years in practice and and kind of see what worked and what didn't and how would I do that differently. And I think that it's important to always think about what problem you're solving and what does your community need, right? And so that might be different for different practitioners. And if you're already in the wellness industry or provider of some type, what are people asking about? Where are maybe the gaps or voids in your community? And then also really coming up with a strong mission statement and not being shy in what you want to achieve and really keeping that sort of in your mind's eye of, of, as you move along and make these decisions and then revisiting that. And I think also allowing for some flexibility and 
and Kendall and I know well how important that has been the last few years in leading a practice through a pandemic. And we've had to adjust to what our community needs during that time. So I think being really flexible in some ways, but also really sticking with your mission and um, so you can help people in the in the best way that you know how. And also really using your resources, asking asking for help, right? That may be something that I wish I would have done more of in my first couple years of practice, feeling like you have to have it all, all figured out and do it on your own and be very independent about it. I think that utilizing your resources because we love to share, right? We like to talk about what works and what doesn't um, in our own practices, not just with our patient cases, but I think it's we all benefit from that collaborative piece and helping each other to have successful wellness practices so we can ultimately reach more people. Absolutely. I think that's a theme, you know, across my work with clients who are opening wellness centers, but also across the podcast so far is multiple guests sharing that advice of it's okay to ask for help. Please ask for help. (laughs) Find people who um, are experts in certain things that you don't want to be an expert in and and let that be okay, right? Mm-hmm. I think we we do tend to try to take it all on ourselves, especially in the beginning. And it doesn't have to be that hard, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to feel like reinventing the wheel. And And like you said, most providers in our field are so excited to meet and collaborate and share their experiences. Yeah, definitely. I think that that's just really important to keep reaching out and, um, you know, put our egos aside, right? I think we get to a point in practice where we realize it's okay to ask ask those questions of our colleagues and, and then it can be, it's really fun, you know? You kind of get to that point in your your practice building. So skip the skip the step of being nervous to reach out and just go for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it has been such a pleasure to have you here today, Lisa. I know you wanted to give away a self-care worksheet if you want to tell our listeners what that's all about. Yeah, sure. So I made this uh, worksheet few months ago. And basically, I recommend that all my patients have a really solid self-care practice. And so I made a a handout that you can use. And basically, it breaks down different types of self-care. So spiritual health, mental health, physical health. And then there's some examples of some things that you can choose from or you could write in your own. And it's really something that's meant to be put on the fridge or somewhere where you see it often and can revisit that on a daily basis. And we find that those small changes every single day can have a really big impact on our health. So I encourage you to to try it out. That's such a great resource. Thank you for sharing. And thank you so much again for being here. Thanks for having me, Kendall. Thanks so much for listening to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please visit our website at wellnesscentercreators.com for more show notes and additional episodes. By the way, I love hearing from listeners. Please send me an email at Kendall, K-E-N-D-A-L-L at wellnesscentercreators.com with your feedback. And if you send me a question, maybe I'll read it on the show. 
anonymously, of course. Thanks so much again for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Wellness Center Creators Podcast.